Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Name one time in history when the guys that wanted to ban the guns and books were the good guys. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We are here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health scare. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is so Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. We didn't realize how much truth there would be to that Simpsons clip, <laughs> did we? Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. How are you today? Uh, this is a Wednesday. It is, right? Wednesday. And uh, really appreciate you listening in, of course. Go to katedalyradio.com or katedalyshow.com. And uh, just three words on each of those. Uh, and you can get show notes, show topics, and all the links to all the things we discuss on the show. And I hope you do that. I love that you're sharing the podcast, um, and there's just so many there. I, you know, there's like over 8,000 hours of radio. So I really do hope you're sharing those. And, you know, Melissa has been a co-host, my gosh, five, six years, something like that, That's right? Good. Yeah. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. And so I welcome Melissa to the show. Thank you, Melissa. And, uh, and always a fun topic or interesting topic or just, I don't know. I, there's so many things that we could peruse. There's so many things we could talk about. And I love when we get to center in on something and really explore it. And I, I do want to explore fear. That whole clip coming in from The Simpsons was all about fear. It was all about how to, how to do something that's, that's fear-related. We've had, over the years with the war machine... We've had a lot of liberty stolen because of fear, have we not? I mean, the TSA thing was only supposed to last for a little while, and then we were supposed to get back to normal, and here we are. How many years later? Oh, yeah, that's right, 20. And so, 
you know, the things that that we think aren't going to last do because they sell us on fear. And we must explore, I think, this as a topic because we seem to be just inundated up to our eyeballs with the fear component right now. And on Facebook, I said, you know, I said, people are, we're going to see a lot of cancer and death in the next three to five years because of the choices people are making right now to inject themselves with diseases, which is in that shot, diseases and and, uh, really a a blowtorch for cancer because they're afraid of a cold virus that lands very few people in the hospital. It really does. If you think about the broad you know, population, but here we are, we're making these choices based on fear. Kind of amazing. So Melissa, I cannot wait to hear you talk about this. Well, uh, <clears throat> to be totally honest, to preface everything that I say, mm-hmm. uh, it really is my pleasure to be here, but there is a self-indulgent aspect to this because I swear to you, there is a good measure of my own therapy that I am expressing out loud as we talk. Um, it, the fear is real. And, and I think um, it's been a very successful, and I'm going to say this exactly as I mean it, fear has been a very successful marketing tool Yeah. in this whole campaign. And uh, I, I hate to reduce people's health to marketing, but marketing it is. Um, let, let's jump off here. I I bumped into a, uh, I bumped into a letter to the editor that I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, so the, the person who wrote this letter to the editor said, I was reliably informed last year that if something was only 7% dangerous, like protests that turn into riots, for example, Mm -hmm. that it was completely acceptable. COVID's mortality rate for kids is way lower than the flu, way below 7%, and no one ever proposed these ridiculous measures for the flu. COVID is just another unpleasant virus that we must learn to live with and work around. If Here's the, here's the fun part. Okay. If you're reading this and thinking, geez, insert insulting right-wing synonym here, is such an idiot, then knock it off. That type of thinking is the problem. Stop blaming Trump or Biden, or the media, or unvaccinated people for Mm. our society's divisions. It's created by each of us who hears an opinion and has a knee-jerk response that we now know everything about the speaker, and it's all bad. And then the unpleasantness which ensues as we claim the moral high ground over a bunch of inflammatory and often incorrect assumptions. We're in the midst of a pandemic. It's a pandemic of fear and loathing. If you're feeling angry reading my words, then be advised you're already infected. Ooh, I like that piece. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful stuff. And and I think that is the real infection here. And we have seen people in the country um, inside of churches, inside Mm -hmm. of communities, next door neighbors, uh, turn on each other. Mm. If, If you're not... Uh, pre- the pressure inside of families has been intense. If if you're not vaccinating, then you're not my sister anymore. That's <laughs> so what true. The heck? What in the world? And then they don't even know why they're clinging to it. They don't really understand or they really can't voice why it is that they feel so desperate about it because they don't know what's in it. I guarantee it. Most people have not done any research to what's in it. They're only dependent on people telling them to do it, right? The government, the media, uh, whoever it is. So it's kind of interesting that they so desperately want you to do it that they're willing to take your life away, that, you know, the life as you know it and visiting family and everything else, yet they don't even know what they're doing to themselves. Well, 
I was just getting my hair cut yesterday and and my stylist was telling me that they had someone come in mm-hmm. to the salon who demanded to know whether her stylist had been vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. And when the stylist said no, she proceeded to throw a fit of such intensity that they had to ask this customer to leave the salon. Jeez, what fear will do. Woo! That's, wow. And, and I, my stylist, who was telling me the story, said it was literally crazy. She was throwing an absolute fit. I, you know, it's hard to hear that because you think the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are equally um, becoming ill, right? So it's not like yep. they can stand on some you know, sanctimonious hill and go, see, I'm never sick. I mean, it's happening everywhere. You can't ignore it. The numbers are so high. So isn't that interesting that somebody would still be in that much fear, even though they know, they, they have to know by now because they've been around people in general, right, that both it doesn't matter. That shot is just dangerous, but it doesn't have anything to do with getting it or not getting it or feeling symptoms or not feeling symptoms. So that fear is insane. It's like almost like insanity, really, a well, level of when, it, right? When have we ever had to account to our neighbors and friends <laughs> right. about the status of our... like? Yeah. Can you imagine going to Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, everybody, I want to know... Who's had a pap smear Papers, this please. year? <laughs> yeah, colonoscopy, you know, anyone? <laughs> yes, who's who's had the colonoscopy? Yes. And what were the results of that? Prostate did check. Did they find any, yeah, yeah. Did they, did they find any polyps? Yeah. I'm not going to eat turkey with you if they found a polyp because I'm, could spread. you're just not, you're not well. You know, you that's imagine? not. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where we're going. That's what we're getting to. And that's the level of fear that's driving that train. That's what's really hard about this is, how do you how do you get that to, and take it down a notch? How do you get to those people that feel that kind of fear? Because I do think it's a form of insanity. Well, we talked about that last week. I think it's mass psychosis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that came out of that discussion that I think bears repeating is there is no logic that can convince someone of the... Right error of their position when when you are involved in mass psychosis when you are involved in social psychosis that that psychosis is being reinforced on all sides by other people who are caught in the psychosis you can't sit down you can give them a stack of of studies mm-hmm. done by the most prestigious right you know epidemiologists in the world and they will still go where's your mask <laughs> it's so, so true we, it's so true we, in the, look at me in the hospital they thought that that COVID was only attracted to my gown and clung to my gown and nothing else. And their whole excuse was, well, the reason we don't have you change your shoes is you're not touching your shoes. And I went, you know that nothing about that made sense, right? It's it's that that is just not common sense at all. It's not medical science at all. But because somebody told them that in power, they firmly believe this. And, and two well, of them spit that out at me. So they must be getting well, told I'm that. I'm telling yeah. you. If, if they're telling you that the reason they're not worried about your shoes is because you're not touching it, then sometime do an observation of someone wearing a mask. Watch children in a classroom right. wearing a mask. Right. They constantly touch their masks. Yeah. They're constantly pulling it, pushing it, you know, moving it around, uh-huh. pulling it below their nose to catch a breath of fresh air, whatever. If touching 
the surface that might have COVID on it is mm-hmm. the key, right. then we all ought to take the masks off immediately because that would be the biggest transmission right. source. And so, and so here's another one too. I spent seven days at home with my husband when he was ill. The second I got to the hospital, the difference of an hour, right? I had to wear a hazmat suit to talk to him. Um, but I was just with him for seven days and they said, that doesn't matter. It's that contagious. And I'm like, but it's not because I'm clearly here and I'm healthy. And I just spent seven days, and so did the rest of my family. And uh, so, no, we didn't get it. And it was, no, and it was like it was like a light wasn't on. It was like they just were in this repeating mode. No, it's it's deadly, it's airborne, and it's all going to get us. And so you have to wear this plasticky yellow thing that's hot, and you have to wear a hazmat suit and a hose coming out of your head and gloves and a face shield and a face mask, and you have to do all of this. And I sat there thinking, are you okay in the head? Is something wrong? something they're wrong not. with you yes yeah and, and that's it's... what we were talking about they are caught they're yeah. having a psychotic break from reality it is a psychotic break it's it a psychotic break so maybe uh, let, let me say this i think it is human nature mm-hmm. we all have two very powerful impulses one of them is survival we, right. we've heard about this since our you know junior high biology class flight or you know, fight or flight, survival is is a huge instinct. But since we're not any longer being chased around by, you know, saber-toothed mm-hmm. tigers and, you know, we're, we're not living in the Ice Age anymore, we're not really confronted by kind of those kinds of fears anymore. We're not being chased across the savanna by something that <laughs> right. wants to eat us. Right. This is all so, mental, a lot of mental it, fear. It yeah. is. It It is the survival when we can get inside people's head to mm-hmm. induce that state mm-hmm. of this is physical survival now. Now we're being chased by a COVID. We're being chased by a coronavirus. A and we, we can't run fast enough. Anything we can do to stop it, we have to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's true, though. When we come back, too, I want to I talk about this a little bit more because there's something to explore on this as well I, I want to talk about. But I, M- Melissa's got this one, man. This is good. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDallyRadio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com, and uh, I want to thank the stations for carrying the show. Thank you. Bottom of my heart, uh, you support truth. That's nice. I really like that. I'm a big fan, you know, of truth. So I, I am really grateful for that. And uh, tomorrow I'll be um, co-hosting, or not co-hosting, I'll be hosting the um, uh, last hour of Alex Jones Show. And I'll be on Caravan to Midnight live this Saturday night. And I'm doing a show in New Orleans after this one today and just all kinds of stuff. And so I, I just want to make sure you go to show topics on the Kate Daly Show, uh, Kate Daly Show, KateDalyShow.com or KateDalyRadio.com. Show Topics has all the links that we talk about on the show. And of course, the protocol my husband and I used. I'm not giving medical advice, just sharing our story, you know. Um, and I also want to say, please go to um, 
uh, MyPillow.com. What a great, uh, what a great website for wonderful products for your home that are amazing. The MyPillow, fantastic. You'll love it. And if you get the blue label one, it's great for snoring. And uh, you can grab all of these things, even $49 sheet sets, which is unheard of, 66% off. You can grab those right now, and I would get them for Christmas. What a great Christmas gift, plus you're getting ahead of all the shortages I think we're going to see. So I would absolutely do that. Use the code KATE. That's what gets you those deals. Uh, K-A-T-E, my first name. And put that in at MyPillow.com, and you're helping Truth and Radio, and you're helping Mike do what Mike does best, and that is to expose the fraud like no other citizen in America is doing. Really applaud him for taking that and and taking that on because it's not easy and uh, and I'm sure he fears his life for doing it. So I applaud his courage and Mike the My Pillow guy. So make sure to go to mypillow.com and support on all fronts and then also get wonderful products too. Um, so Melissa, this is such a great, um, just like a great topic. I was looking um, at this. I thought that this was very. Interesting. Um, this was uh, a powerful lesson, right? And so these these uh, these girls in a high school class were learning about the Salem witch trials, and the teacher told them they were going to play a game. So she said, I'm going to come around, I'm going to whisper to each of you whether you're a witch or a regular person, and your goal is to build the largest group possible that does not have a witch in it. So at the end, any group found to include a witch gets a failing grade. Okay, so you have to be real careful who you're going to include in your group, right? So the teens dove into grilling each other, and and they were very, you know, kind of afraid of each other. Wanted to to really sort of size each other up, and they broke up into these small, really exclusive groups, and they would turn anyone away that even had a hint of that. And finally, the teachers said, "Okay, you've got your groups. Time to find which ones fail, right? So all witches raise your hands." Well, no one raised a hand, and the kids were confused, and they told the teacher that he'd messed up the game. And that they were supposed to pick some witches. And he said, did I? Was anyone in Salem an actual witch? Or did everyone just believe what they'd been told? And it really is a great, great story about what fear can do, right? What fear can do. And fear can really drive that home. And so I love that you're talking about this, Melissa, because I think it's so it's so timely. And our dependence on other people to tell us what to do, has that played a role in the fear we feel? The people that, that believe that the government and the media, everything they say, that dependency? I don't know. Well, I kind of think that absolutely those that is a factor. Mm-hmm. Like Like we were just talking about we're no longer being chased across, you know, the plains by saber-toothed tigers. So what is it that really causes us to fear anymore in our world? What are we afraid of? Every, right. it's a, the, the game is now not necessarily physical fear, but psychological fear. And it makes us very vulnerable. And it's a, it's a, it's a mind trap. Um, or maybe I, I what thought, to fear, right? I mean, what to fear is probably really an important link in this. <laughs> well, right? you know what? Yeah. And I remember when, when I was a young mom and my kids were small, we were somewhere and we were at one of those little animal shows and mm-hmm. they had all kinds of fun, you know, oh, they had snakes and scary things. And um, I, I'll never forget this. The the person who was teaching the, the this little group of kids said, the, the rule that you should use is, does it have a mouth? If an animal has a mouth, it can bite you. So we I have used that many times. My kids are like, is that dog friendly? I said, does it have a mouth? And they go, <laughs> like yeah. That. And I said, it can bite you. You know, treat it with caution. Right. So I'm going to ask you right now, does the government have a mouth? 
Absolutely, yeah. it does. It talks to us all the time. No, it's it can true. bite you. It's a great you. lesson. <laughs> it's a great lesson. It can lesson. bite you. And has. And, and has. We know this. It's not even theory. They have no. so many times set biological weapons down from San Francisco all throughout the country, and they don't care that we didn't know. And this is the same entity that we're supposed to trust. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Well, right now, I, I think it's we're at a unique spot mm-hmm. where... The population has, we have abdicated our own authority to such a degree that we're just kind of trapped by having to go along with whatever they tell us. I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist. Mm -hmm. I can't go test and see whether COVID is real or not. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're in this great gigantic battle struggle for people's hearts and minds. Mm -hmm. And, and let me tell you, this is the other thing about the survival instinct when we think that when we're really, truly afraid, we want to do something to protect ourselves. We build a wall. And while building a wall right now between us and our friends mm-hmm. is not, I mean, that's what the mask is. It's a right. symbolic, it's a wall between between mm-hmm. me and you. Sure. But the bigger issue is that we self-construct those walls. And if you build it high enough, and long enough, it that those walls are nothing but a prison. Hmm. I, I was reading something. Uh, okay, here's my hippie moment. I was reading something from a a, a yogi, um, and he was saying, if someone else imprisons you, that's bad. But if you imprison yourself, that's a horror. <laughs> that's so true, though. And I can't. Right, yeah. I mean, that that's what we're doing. We're walling ourselves off. We're looking for the witches in our group. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and there are no witches. Right. Instead of instead of living with fear, which is what I think has been intentionally manufactured right now. Mm-hmm. I of think course. we we need to think more about expansion. Right. And like I said, here's my hippie moment of the day. But I think until we can see other people mm-hmm. and their rights and their privileges. And right. reach out in love across to them. For example, I don't really care. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to be vaccinated, be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But don't do it just because you're afraid of what someone else will think about you. Or don't do it because you, you, you're you're afraid that someone's going to accuse you of wanting to kill grandma. <laughs> or don't do it because you think it makes you a better person. Because none of those are true. Right. Or this healthier. Be a <laughs> don't do it because your... don't do it because you think that it makes you healthier. It, it does not make you healthier. You're injecting yourself with crap that you'll never be able to get rid of. And that's I think one of the bigger biggest messages too is people are doing it because they bought into this lie that they're gonna be healthier, that they won't get ill and die. And that's the that's the lie that's served up is that if you don't do it, you might die. Well <laughs> look at look at two years have almost gone by and people that are pretty darn healthy are sitting out there going, yeah, but I could still die. I mean, how irrational is that? That's so irrational. Right at this moment, I can actually honestly tell you that I know more vaccinated people who have been sick with COVID than unvaccinated people. Yep, me too. Me too. Isn't that weird? Yes, uh, but no one's talking about it. And some of the vaccinated people are already beginning to deal with lifelong health struggles. I We know of um, a 20 year old young man mm-hmm. who had a stroke after his second, after his second vaccine. Right. Jeez. And, and we're being, 
you know, honestly, we don't trust the government for anything. Americans have been a skeptical lot for we, our entire history. We Suddenly fought a revolution. We, the Kool-Aid. we fought a revolution because we did not trust government to work in our favor for our benefit, for our liberty. We knew they would not. That's why we fought a bloody revolution. That's what's so insane about this is that there are people out there that truly have grown so dependent on the government to decide their life, to tell them how to tie their shoes, to tell them what to do next. And they love it, by the way, the government. And then also the media to tell us what to do next. I look at media like a adult course for um, for learning, and it's propaganda learning. We don't realize that. But it's an adult course that we never thought we were enrolling in, but we've all been enrolled in ever, you know, our whole lives is this adult course that comes into our our living rooms every night called Nightly News that propagandizes to us and teaches us lies, right? They just teach us lie after lie after lie. And so we've grown dependent on it. And I think that's why the fear is so easy to to have is if you've grown that dependent, because the people that are free thinkers are not dependent on what the media and government tell them. They don't feel the same fear, right? At all. I hope not. I would hope. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think so. I honestly believe, and, and you can correct me, I, Kate, you are, you are probably the exception to this rule in my life, but I think everyone that I know, has, including myself, has felt at times fearful of something in this process. Mm-hmm. There, there, uh, I, will, I would say I don't know anyone whose life has not been touched in the last two years with fear on some level. And whether it's fear of if I don't get the vaccination, I'm going to lose a job or fear that, you know, if I don't get the vaccination, I'm going to die or, you know, whatever. All of us, this has been the most successful marketing campaign ever because no matter who you are, Mm -hmm. you're living in fear. That is so true because the people that are, are choosing the shot are living off of the fear imposed by media and government to get the shot or you're going to die. I fear the shot for a totally different reason because I have decades and eras and centuries of proof that the government and the media are not going to be able to uh, to do something that's probably going to benefit me. So I have a whole different fear going on, but my fear actually has a lot of proof. Their fear does not. Their fear is they just said so, though. <laughs> and so, well, you know what I mean? I think the thing that really helps with with bridging the gap sometimes mm-hmm. is to ask the right questions, whether it's uh, if you're approached by somebody like, oh, that Delta variant, it's so bad. And now I'm hearing, oh, the next variant that's coming is going to be vaccine resistant. Yeah. Whatever that means. Well, that's and so true. I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, my my standard question back to people. Because now I, I'm, I have begun to think, like, how do we break people out of this kind of mental state where they're just fearful of everything? So I have started saying to people, you know, I've heard that, too, that the Delta variant is really, really bad. How do they test for that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the answer to that is they can't. They're not. They don't. Yep. But if you can get the person who's in the midst of the, the, the kind of mental psychosis of COVID, if you can get them to stop for a minute and go, yeah, how do they test for that? You've you've cracked. You're you know, right you've, about that. You're so you've right. You've red-pilled them for just a minute. 
You're so right, because they, if they have to answer the question instead of you being on the defense, if they actually have to go look and see, well, yeah, how do they test for that? How do they know? And they come back with, well, they don't. They've answered their own question, which is a lot more powerful than you trying to talk them talk them down off the ledge. They're talking now well, themselves I, off the ledge. You you can't talk them off the ledge. Yeah. And, you know, when, when I hear safe and effective, safe and effective, it's all <laughs> safe and effective, safe and effective— I'm thinking, yeah, they told a lot of pregnant women that thalidomide was safe and effective, too. Yeah. We used to spray children with DDT. Yeah. You know, there yep. was a time when cigarettes were safe and effective. <laughs> it's so true. Um, we're gonna, and there we're, you go. Yeah, we're going to come right back. More with Melissa. Isn't she great? Melissa Smith. We'll be, we'll be right back. She joins me every Wednesday, by the way. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I realized after a month that there has been biological effects. I feel a lot better. I think I, I look a lot better. You get a lot of energy. I seem to be sleeping better. In fact, mm -hmm. I boxed all my old vitamins and put them away. And now I've got this perfect cabinet that I could put more stuff in that's not vitamin related. So I, I, I just think it's a good product. It's been fantastic. You know, that's all I can tell you. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. What I this is the Kate Daly Show. Statesman speaking out of both sides of his mouth. What I hate is war still going on down in the south. What I live for is a chance to change A little bit of it all Hi there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show. A little Merle for you from Wayback Machine, right? What I, I hate it. is Talks about chemtrails. Most folks don't seem to care. All. all right, welcome back. I've got Melissa Smith with me because it's Wednesday, of course. She joins me every Wednesday. And... I have to say it's always a always a fantastic hour because of Melissa. What a, what a huge contribution to the show. Make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is pretty incredible, and uh, you're going to love this product. Put in the code Kate. You'll get 35% off and free shipping. But I, I seriously could not recommend a better food supplement. And this is why I only recommend Balance of Nature, because it had everything on my checklist. And I mean everything. I've been studying the food supply for a long time. And, of course, immunity. I've, been, I've, been, I've had a whole Ph.D. course in that over the last almost two years. And let me just tell you, we have to maintain and get the immunity back that I think we've lost uh, for a long time now due to our food supply and due to a lot of things we take into our bodies, uh, flu shot-wise and everything else, that have just, are destroying our immune system. How to get your immune system back? Take 
Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature should be that foundational uh, product. 31 fruits and vegetables a day, all dialed down to uh, three caplets of, fre- of uh, veggies and three caplets of fruits. I almost said fredgies, <laughs> fruits and veggies. Anyway, uh, go to balanceofnature.com and, and get it for yourself, and you'll love this product. And this is also makes a great gift for somebody as well. Balanceofnature.com, code Kate. Kate, K-A-T-E. So, Melissa, we were just talking um, about, uh, of course, about fear and all the things, you know, I said, um, leaving that hour too, that, look, I, my, my, my fear of government is much larger than any terrorist coming to get me or, or uh, any, any cold that's going to come to get me. Um, no, my fear of what government is desperate to do to me and take away from me is a lot bigger based on of course, based on, this isn't just something I've conjured up in my mind, some kind of hollow fear, based on so many things that have happened in the past that can't be ignored. But on the other side of this, people's fear of the boogeyman cold, in which they don't realize 99% of the people are just fine, um, that there's no basis to any of that. In fact, it's been on a fountain of lies, and those lies have come forward in the press, but they still have the fear. Isn't that amazing? Well, if, if you're really careful listening. And and I think most people are not. Most of us are busy making dinner while we're listening to the news or we're driving our kids in the car while we're listening to the news, whatever. But at least where I am in this part of the country, I, we hear often, oh, cases are spiking. Cases oh, are spiking. And, and I'm like, cases are not the same <laughs> yeah. as people dying. No, because people don't have any symptoms and they call them cases. And then they never say what that means in, in relation or context to population. So it's a scare tactic, right? It is. And, and it's about time that we have our little come to Jesus moment here about the deliberate nature of marketing in the healthcare system. You know, we, uh, you've played it a million times, Jeff's Foxworthy's little thing about, you know, all the different side effects you can get. Big Pharma knows how to market to us. They know, um, and, and there are have been deliberate decisions made. And fear, by the way, is one of those marketing decisions in public health campaigns and has been so going as far back as the 1920s, mm-hmm. which is really where the birth of like wholesale marketing comes in with right. Edward Bernays. And like I said, we, we remember a time when cigarettes were healthy and they put doctors in ads to promote them. Right. Right. So true. Yes. Um, in the, the 1920s, uh, they wanted to carry out some public health uh, campaigns based on um, they wanted to uh, reduce cases of syphilis. They wanted to um, uh, reduce the problem of, you know, con- contagious diseases, and they scapegoated immigrants who mm-hmm. were bringing disease into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the syphilis campaign showed pictures of these horribly emaciated women. And like, if you associate it with these kind of women, you are going to look what's look what awaits you now. I'm not arguing that syphilis is not mm-hmm. a bad is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. But understand that the way in which the depiction was presented to the public was deliberately created to induce fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. 
And whenever they that the, the the use of fear in public campaigns has has waxed and waned over time. So in the 20s, they were using fear to to prevent syphilis, mm-hmm. to prevent um, like well, pestilence generally. By World War II, they had thought about this and they said, you know, we don't have the same kinds of diseases that we need to fight. Mm-hmm. They were looking at lifestyle diseases like right. heart disease and obesity. And it was harder to use a fear campaign to induce an emotional response. You know, what are you going to do? Show a guy having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And people are like, that's not me. That's not going to happen to me. So they had to go a different route to market lifestyle change. Right. Um, People, in fact, the more they used fear to try and get people to quit you know, with obesity and, mm-hmm. and to change lifestyle for heart disease, they found out that cigarette smoking and drinking actually spiked because people were looking for relief from the fear factor. Yeah. So, you know, Isn't you can true? open one door and well, close another. So here's one, too. You know, uh, Gardasil, right? The same makers of Operation Warp Speed are the Gardasil makers. Well, Gardasil came out, and everybody knows my feelings about that. I've described it on the show because I kind of felt like it was going to be a, it was going to be something with fertility. They were trying to trying to get this shot desperately. They were going around to the schools and lobby, lobbying and marketing to get this shot in girls and boys who don't have a cervix, by the way, um, so that they could um, so that they they could promise these parents that their their children, their precious children would never get cervical cancer. Do you know how many kids got uh, cervical cancer um, in um, in the course of, uh, of a couple of years, 2015 to 2017? So they took a two-year span. This is the CDC. Took a two-year span. Do you know how many girls in the entire country got cervical cancer? Well, 32. And that number really hasn't changed very much. In fact, the Gardasil shot was, your, your daughter's going to get cervical cancer if you don't get this shot. That was the marketing tool. But it's so rare for a young girl to get cervical cancer. It was like they used that marketing slogan to bring a lot of fear and never really disclosed the numbers. Because before we had Gardasil, we really, the numbers were just as scant. So we didn't have any high numbers of cervical cancer ever among young women, uh, young girls um, in their teens. But that's how they framed it, is they're going to die and they're going to get this and you better get this shot. I mean, talk about the best marketing in the world. Our government is right there. Well, there's yeah. there was another campaign, if you'll recall, in which they deliberately withdrew the fear mm-hmm. because of the population of people who were getting the disease. And that was AIDS. Right. And they did not, AIDS turned into a, um, a human rights mm-hmm. campaign. Right. Meaning, even though people were transmitting the disease, even though the high-risk populations were like gay men and mm-hmm. drug u- and intravenous drug users, suddenly that whole, ha- that whole conversation had to be stopped. Right. Because... It's that was a, get that, that was a human rights issue now. We can't mm-hmm. talk about that. Now we're we're having a human rights discussion right now mm-hmm. about bodily autonomy and uh, do I have the freedom to choose or can the government force me to take something into my body that I don't want? That is also a human rights issue. If you don't believe it, go consult the Nuremberg laws. Right. So, so it's true. a human rights issue, but because it doesn't target a certain particular group of people, 
it's mm-hmm. it's not human rights anymore. Well, so now we're back on the fear train. Yeah. I mean, look at it. 32 cases of cervical cancer in the entire country, right? And it never it, it it's actually less in the in the years before we even had that shot come about. And so I think that all these young girls and boys went through a shot that causes uh, fertility problems because that's what we're finding out now, you know, 10 years later. Uh, there, A lot of people in those age groups are now having fertility problems after they had all those shots. And so now we're finally finding that out. If you go back in history, this has been going on so many times. We've had so many cases, so many biological weapons, like the one they did in San Francisco and didn't tell anybody. So many times stuff has been dropped on us for experimental uses and everything else. How could anyone at this point ever ever trust that the government has your best interest at heart how could they i don't I, how many times do they have to lie and and rob and steal and take your liberty and do all of these things in the name of safety just like the uh, like the terror cells you know what was the first thing that was said on on tv as soon as what happened with afghanistan right they're coming to get you they're going to come over and get you they're going to have terror attacks here now we have a country with a very large military. Somebody would be very stupid to go after us with the size military that outdoes the rest of the world about 10 times over. So why do we have a fear of that terrorism coming here? Why? Because they told us that. How do they know that? How did they know the second that happened in Afghanistan that all of a sudden they're going to come over here and do terror attacks? Well, it makes no I, I sense. Think the real question that that's kind of riding out there is... There is a thing. There is fear fatigue. Yeah. At some point, we're just going to say enough. Right. And, and I know a lot of people who are saying that right now, myself including. Like, yes. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm sick of talking about it. Right. I'm sick of, you know, and, and it seems like the more people are saying enough, 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 the more we're, we're getting pressed on. Oh, it's not enough. It's it's going to be a mandate next. And you're going to we're going to force everybody. It's We're going to all turn into Australia of all mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah. But um fear fatigue and it, when we reach the point at which people are just like I can't take any more which way will we go will we go down the path where I can't take any more so just give me the freaking vaccine and let's move on mm-hmm. or will we go down the path where we say I'm I'm sick of talking about this I'm going to live my life without fear anymore right which way are we going to go we're at that crossroads right now and right. I, I mean, I see hopeful signs in one direction and I get kind of discouraged if I look the other well, way, but I do see some hopeful signs. If people would stop misplacing their fear, <laughs> they right. would start understanding what truly we should fear. We would be so far ahead in leaps and bounds in this country. If we really could get people to understand that they're in an abusive relationship with their government and that they are taking full advantage, it's it's like it's like finally getting that wife to leave that abusive husband. What finally triggers that when they've had enough, like you were saying, right? And so right. if we could get people to actually place their fear in the right department um, and then fight for their liberty, we would be a completely different country. Well, before we leave the conversation, and we've talked a lot about fear, but I really do believe that the thing that gives us courage uh-huh. is to live for a greater cause. I'm not going to live the rest of my life in fear of COVID. I, if, if it's my day to die, it's mm-hmm. going to be my day to die. Right. Okay, that's in God's hands. 
but I need to live for a greater cause. And and I hope that many people, and, and I do see some of that waking up in the American people. I see people in my local community beginning to talk back mm-hmm. to local school boards. Right. That's very hopeful. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the hopeful, kind of thing we need. They, they found a greater cause to live for. Right. And 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 they realize that government they're liars. They're liars. They are. Yeah. And and we're we're beginning to find our tribe again. Mm-hmm. Like who are the people who I'm I mean two weeks ago I was like super depressed about it like who is my tribe and where are they and why aren't they here? Right. And I did one thing that changed that energy in my life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're appearing everywhere. Right. I'm like, oh, there they are. Oh, they're there. You know, they're they're around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just have to change the energy in our life and open up our eyes because those people yeah. are there. Yeah. I mean, if I but, trust my government, I might as well just go pick up every homeless person I see. Because if I'm going to be that trusting, then why not just why not have me have a free for all? Because I can't imagine that people would just blindly go there and I I really appreciate the people that are standing up like your kids with masks and everything else and not wearing them I'm just I'm proud of that I'm proud of that we got to see a lot more of that so we can turn the tide and get some momentum going well uh, uh, yeah it's an amazing thing I think if we step out in courage we will find more, more courageous people standing with us thank you Melissa always fun to have you Always fun. Every Wednesday's a blast. Always fun to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Melissa Smith. And uh, on to Susan Reeve. We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Love these gals. And, uh, boy, we've got some things to talk about in the next uh, hour or so. Hang out. And wasn't that a great hour? Anyway, be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Mm-hmm.